Thanks for listening to Unencumbered, Aligning with the Heartbeat of Jesus. I'm your host, Heidi. I'm excited to talk to you today about the process of walk, crawl, run. So sit back, relax, and be encouraged as we discover how you can get through anything with Jesus by your side. Thank you for joining us on this podcast. I'm so pleased that you're here with us today. We are going to piggyback off of the last episode, My Dad's the Strongest, and talk about how to crawl, walk, and run. There is nothing you can't get through. That is a common theme that you will hear on this podcast because it's a common thread that God has walked me through in my life, particularly in the last decade. He reminds me constantly that I am not alone, nor do I need to lean on my own understanding and how to move forward. As I shared on the last podcast, I had people in my life telling me all of the same things that were already running through my mind. And the last thing I needed when my husband passed were these negative, hopeless words that the enemy was shoveling in my ear at record pace. My dear friend, my dearest friend, really, who I had known for 30 years, said to me, hopefully you'll be able to scrape together some semblance of of a life for yourself, Heidi, without Bill. And I was on the phone with her and we finished our conversation. I got off the phone and I was so defeated. I burst into tears, which was never far off at that season of my life. Those tears were right there at the service all the time. And I couldn't believe that I heard these words from my very best friend, no less. And they echoed the mantra that was ringing in my head since Bill's homegoing. I sat there and I was so upset when we got off the phone and and I just, those words just kept ringing. So hopefully you'll be able to scrape together some semblance of a life for yourself without Bill. They just kept running over and over in my head. And then I got upset, not upset at the situation or the loss of my husband, but I got upset with my friend. She absolutely marginalized me and she knew me better than that. So I picked up the phone. I called her back and I said, you listen to me, sister. You've known me for 30 years. You knew me before Bill, and now you know me after Bill. I was fine before Bill, and I will be fine after Bill because I am a daughter of God. I had no idea. She apologized after that. She said that I was right, and I appreciated that. And I had no idea how I was going to be okay. I just knew somewhere deep in my knower, as one of my old pastors used to say, I just knew based on what I knew about Jesus, based on what I knew he had promised me, I knew I was going to be okay. I didn't know how I was going to be okay, but I just knew it because I knew Jesus, because I knew his heartbeat, and I knew his heartbeat for me. And I I knew that, and that got me through those moments. I also knew that I was not going to wear this banner, the banner she was trying to put on me, my friend, the banner of victim, the banner of less than just because my husband was no longer with me. And let me interject here. There were terrible things that many people told me 
And they told me awful, awful things. They said it was my fault he died because I didn't have enough faith. They said it was my fault he died because I didn't pray hard enough. One person, a very close person to me who's in my family, told me that he died because he didn't love me enough to stay with me. (laughs) And someone even told me they knew exactly how I felt because they just had to put their dog down. Yeah, because that's the same. So through the process of healing, Jesus showed me that those people said those really lousy things to me out of their own heart, out of their own experiences, out of their own limitations and marginalization and what they thought of themselves. And more importantly, the spirit that they operated under and in. So just as a a caveat here, when people say those things to you, and regardless of what you're going through, they're in a better place. God needs another angel. All those cliche phrases that people tend to say, that's for some reason people feel like they've got to say something when they really don't. But forgive them. Forgive them and release those words. They're coming from a place of their own thoughts, their own restrictions that they've put on themselves, their own marginalization of God. So just forgive them and put that and and release them. So that was just a caveat. (laughs) And I also had shared that I didn't know what to do after Bill went home to heaven, but I did know that I needed to move forward. Even if an army crawl, I knew I had to keep going. That where I was was not my final resting place, partially because even though I did not know how, I knew that God had more for me. And partially because I knew if I stopped, I would sink. And I felt like I already had to muster up so much strength just to move forward. I knew that if I had, if I sank because I stopped, that I wouldn't have enough strength to lift myself up to even surface and then move forward. So I kept moving and I crawled, but it was forward motion nonetheless. And I did it in tears and gut-wrenching. How am I still alive? This pain is so immense. Tears. Psalm 56, 8 tells us that God keeps track of our sorrows and collects all of my tears in his bottle and records each one in his book. And in that case, I have an entire library of my own and vats and vats of tears, probably enough to fill an ocean. When I get to heaven, I would really like to see them, not to relive each one, but to thank Jesus that he was there with each tear, in each tear, comforting me, holding me, healing my soul, telling me unequivocally it was going to be okay and to trust him. And I crawled and it's okay. And from time to time, I began to stand up and I would take a step or two 
and I would crumble into a heap of Heidi at the foot of Jesus, and he would wrap me in his arms and tell me he was there with me, and he whispered to me that I have everything I need in him to get through the next minute, and that I have everything I need in him for the minute after that, and the hour after that. And I am telling you the same thing. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you've gone through. And I don't know what you're going to go through. But I am telling you that you have everything in Jesus for that minute. And for the minute after that. And for the hour after that. And if nobody is telling you that, let me be the one to tell you that. And it was a process. Just like anything but we can never give up. You must never give up. You have so much ahead of you. Have you ever seen a small child try to climb up on a chair? They pull themselves up and maybe they hold onto the rungs of the back of the chair and they start to lift up one chubby little leg and they grunt and they groan and they furrow their brow to muster the strength to get that little leg up. And then they, maybe they, they swivel, they switch sides because that one leg didn't work. So they tried the other leg and they're still filled with grunts and sounds like a weightlifter at a worldwide competition, but they never give up. That is what we must do. We must be like that small child. We must have that tenacity, that drive, that determination, and that willingness to keep going. You have to to take the stance that you are determined. Determined to be determined. Determined to keep going. Determined to thrive. Determined to learn everything that God has for you in that moment. And determined to give yourself that level of grace that you need Someone or something's final resting place should not be our final resting place. Keep moving. God still has things for you. It does not matter what you're going through or what you've gone through. The loss of a loved one, the loss of a dream, of a marriage, of a friendship, of a, of a business, uh, maybe even a bad report from the doctor, whatever it is, this is not your final resting place Keep going, keep moving forward. And all of that though, be patient with yourself. Give yourself your grace, like I said. And as I said earlier, there were times in the midst of my crawl when I felt just strong enough to take a step and I would only to fall again. And you know what? That's okay. It was okay in that moment and it's still okay right now. If a small child is learning how to walk and they take a step only to fall, Do they sit there saying self-deprecating things? No, they don't. I'll never be able to walk. I suck. That's it. I give up. It's too hard. No. They crawl a few more times and they try again. Decide right now to give yourself the grace you need or needed or will need in that moment. And what do people do that are around that small child? They are so excited to even see them try to walk. They cheer them on as if it's they're the best walker in the world. <laughs> Great job. You're doing it. That's it. Yay. They clap. Woohoo. Imagine God is doing the same thing with you. 
come on, he says, you can do it. That's it. And when we do fall again, and we will, he doesn't throw the towel. Well, I gave him the chance, and they obviously are never going to walk. They're useless. I imagine he and the angels are celebrating with us. Did you see that? Great job. They're doing amazing. You're doing amazing. I'm right here. Come on, come on, try again. And then before long, we're taking more steps than we do crawls. And before long after that, we're not crawling at all. And our steps become more sure. And then we begin to run and we fall. And that's okay. Jesus is right there with you, cheering you on. You can do it. It's okay. You're doing great. And you fall and he cheers you on. He picks you up. He gives you a big hug and tells you how proud he is of you. Have the grace with yourself that God has with you, his child, like we do with the little ones. This thing, whatever it is you're going through, is new. Crawl, walk, run but continue to move forward. Don't sink. Most importantly, realize that you are not alone. Jesus is right there. He will never leave you or forsake you. Holy Spirit will give you wisdom. And guess what? You're already stronger than you know. As someone who has walked through the valley of the shadow of the death and never thought that I'd be able to move forward, I am holding you up as capable. You can do this. Do not limit yourself. Do not allow yourself to be limited. You do not have to wear whatever banner society or your family or your friends are trying to put on you or that they have put on you. Toss off that banner and walk in who God says you are. You're a victor. You're an overcomer. There is nothing you cannot get through. One step at a time. Jesus is right there with you, cheering you on. Imagine him cheering you on. Come on, you can do it. I know it's hard. I know it hurts, but you can do it. You are doing it. Keep going. I'm right here with you. Reach. You've got this. Keep going. Just a few more steps. I'm here. You are not alone. You've got what it takes. I have given you what you need for this moment. And when you need to rest, you can. You can lean against the chest of Jesus and listen to his heartbeat. We need to be so close to him that we can hear his heartbeat. Because when we do that before long, the hurt will begin to fade. His desires will become ours. His love becomes ours. His compassion becomes ours. His love for others becomes ours. That is when we know we have aligned to the heartbeat of Jesus. But in everything and anything that you are going through, move forward, crawl, then walk, and then run. Run the good race. And when it is over, you will hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. And that's who you are. You are good and you are faithful and you can do this and you are doing this, and you're doing great, and you've done great. Keep going. You've got this. Thanks for joining me today in Unencumbered, Aligning with the Heartbeat of Jesus. I hope you were encouraged. 
be sure to visit our website, unencumberedpodcast.com. Thanks so much. See you next time.